I'm John Caldera, president of the Independence Institute. Pam Benigno, who runs our Education Policy Center, is often asked just what controversial content can parents opt their kids out of? This is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program by going to youtube.com and searching for our channel. IITV, which stands for Independence Institute TV, or just go to thinkfreedom.org. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. I really didn't think about it until COVID hit, exactly what my kids were learning in class. I mean, you get a paper every now and then, but I didn't know what was going on in class until I could hear it online, which makes me wonder what right as a parent do I have to know what my kid is being taught? So who do I ask but Pam Benigno from our Education Policy Center? Thanks for being here. Hi, John. Great to be here. So such an important thing. You put together a paper on curriculum transparency. I'm really glad you did this. Overall, it's a bit more complicated of a topic than, than I thought. Uh, I know that government-run schools are governments, and so are they open to the public like any other bit of governmental business. We have a CORA law, an open records law. What, what's the law in, in, in public schools? Well, let's, let's go back a little further. Yeah. Let's go back to when uh, my kids were in school. And it was pretty simple. You would go in back to school night and all the textbooks would be there for you to look through. And they would bring them home and you would see them. And if you had a problem, like one time I had a problem with a particular chapter in a literature book that I thought was too graphic for my, sexually graphic for my middle school daughter to be reading. So oh, I... Oh, now I want to read it. What was it? <laughs> I can't remember, <laughs> but um, I kind of remember the illustration. It sticks in your mind. It's amazing after all these years. That's why I didn't want my daughter to read it. And so I went in and I spoke with the teacher. And I just told her, I don't want my daughter to read that chapter. And the teacher said, well, okay. And that was it. All right. So but So did she say, well, then nobody in the class is going to read no, it? No. Yeah, no. I mean, that was up, that was okay with me. I was just concerned about my daughter. I didn't want and my was, daughter. And it was casual enough, and the teacher had enough authority in the classroom. You could go talk to the teacher as a concerned parent and a concerned teacher and go, I don't know if I like this. And you go... Oh, I see your point, or no, and you just yeah. talk it out. It was fine. It was fine with her, and, and that is really a good way to handle any of these things. But today, things are so different. They're, they're still using textbooks, but they're also, a, a lot of the curricula is behind password-protected internet portals. And You had to say that slowly to get it right, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So in other words, that... You go, I remember as a kid, we would get handouts. All right, so this is the textbook, and you carry the textbook home, and they were always five inches thick, it seemed. And occasionally you would get these handouts. But, you know, your parents could see the handouts. There's not that many handouts now because everything's online. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. When I was in the classroom, by the way, they were called dittos. Oh, that's <laughs> and right. And we cranked them out oh, on the ditto yeah, machine, and you could smell the ink, and you know, yeah. But uh, so I really, since I'm not in the classroom today, I don't know how many handouts right. there are or or copies. Probably still some, but a lot of the materials that teachers are using are uh, are on the internet. And uh, besides that, teachers are also told 
you know, develop, in many cases, develop your own program, and they go on to all sorts of sites. There's sites where teachers can even pay other teachers for, for their materials. And, and then, of course, there's YouTube videos. And lots of videos today are being shown in the classroom as well. And so it makes it more difficult for parents to actually see the materials. In fact, um, you interviewed a few months ago, uh, Sherry Yaki, and she told the story of trying to get to actually see the sex ed materials <laughs> uh, that she's supposed to be able to see, and she never did get to see all of them. But Sherry also had another experience, and that was well, with, first, before you get uh -huh. there, she couldn't see the sex ed material because it was behind some sort of paywall, I'll use the term paywall, mm -hmm. but that it used to be if you wanted to see what your kid was going to learn in, in the sex ed class, you'd go and the teacher would show, well, here's the book or here are the handouts, here's the film we're going to show, whatever it is. And then parents could decide, no, I don't think my kid's quite ready for that yet, or no, that's fine, that's terrific. But here it's, well, we're teaching this stuff. I can see it on my computer here at school because I got the special passcode. You don't have the passcode, so just trust me. It'll be fine. Right, right. So, so uh, that happened to Sherry, but also a program that was not part of the sex ed program, and um, it's called SART, and it's a sexual assault program that Poudre School District had been using for 20 years. And she had a daughter that was old enough for that program now, and it was a class, part of, what's the, part what's of a, PE. What's the purpose of, this, of the to, class? To, to help kids understand boundaries, consent, and sexual assault. All right, so this is, this is a safety issue. Yes. This is to teach kids what the boundaries are, what to look out for, warning sign. This is, this is to help kids understand dangerous situations, hopefully to avoid them. Yes. Okay. That, yes. That sounds, but she wanted that really to see good. the materials, and she received an email from the district coordinator for this program. And this district coordinator said that it is our policy that we do not show parents the materials. So what? it took, yes. And so it took Sherry months and months, well, let's say weeks, of contacting the principal and, you know, asked, well, what's the policy number? There was no policy number. So uh, last spring, she finally, you know, she, she uh, submitted a CORA request, which we can talk about, Colorado Open Records request. This is Colorado's open records law. Yes. Which is in government, most things are open to public review. You can ask the government from right down from your school district to your local water board, I want to see this, and they're supposed to show it to you. Correct. And so uh, she... She filed the CORA request, and the district sent her the same outline of the materials that the, the coordinator had sent her before. Yeah, here's, here's what, but not the actual materials. So then she called, and she said, I want a meeting. I want to see the materials. And we had included in that CORA request the PowerPoint, handouts, all of those things. Yeah, they sent her an outline. She did get the meeting, she did get the meeting, and she looked through all the materials. She, she saw some things were really good there that kids need to learn, but then she saw some other things that she was uncomfortable with. So her next daughter coming up, you know, she'll have to make a decision if, if she lets her um, participate in that program. Can I, just, but, can I just stop you there for a second? Because it, it, I want to see if, I, if I've got this, because really 
warps my brain a little bit. So this is a this is a delicate topic, and depending on the student, depending on maybe the history or um, some of the traumatic things a student has been through, these subjects like this could could really trigger some awful things. You want to make sure that you know you want to know what's going on, or maybe it's just something you don't you want to take care of at home. There there are all sorts of reasons right. that I think you want to be very uh, tender about this, depending on. Uh, uh, the, the, the student. So when you say, I want to see these materials and the government, let's remember, this governmental agency says, no, it's not our policy. We will administer these materials to your kid, but you cannot see these materials even though you might have a concern. Who knows? Maybe you're just some flake and you're, you're very prudish and you don't want that, or maybe you have a reason that your kid could be traumatized by this or re-traumatized by this or something, and you can't see it, that seems to go against everything that we've been trying to teach in schools of, of being sensitive to people's individual situations. It, and it also, when a government says, no, you cannot see what we are doing, Danger flags should just fly in every direction. So when they said, no, this is our policy, she asked, show me the policy. At which case, there was no policy. There was no written policy. They just said, no, we don't want to. It would have been nicer if they just said, we don't want to. But they didn't. And so she pursued. Not all parents are, are going to pursue. Right. But this is a very good example of why parents need to know their school district policies. Let's, uh, f but first, you know, talking about CORA, I think most of our audience probably understands Colorado Open Records Act. And, and so you have the right to inspection, like you said. So that is a little vague. It, there's nothing in CORA that would lead anyone to believe that it doesn't include educational materials but it would be nice if it was clear, but it's, but it's not. Uh, and, but parents need to realize what the law says, other laws, with, as far as curricula, transparency, and opting out, and their district policy. So let me, let me go back yeah. um, to, for instance, let's just say a parent finds something, they do see something, and they want to opt their child out. Well, there's only two laws in our state that really apply to, to schools as far as parents opting out. And one is for the human sexuality, the comprehensive human sexuality course, which isn't supposed to start until fourth grade, can't start earlier than fourth grade, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, and parents have the right to see the materials. They are supposed to see an outline, but in another part of the statute, other than the main part, it says that they can see the materials. So parents need to know that. that. Let me just repeat this. It is in state law that, at least in this one part of education, you have a right to see what they are going to teach your kids beforehand. And Yes, and you have a right to opt them out of a section or all of it, and the school has to notify you about that. There's another place in statute that's also related to a federal law as far as federal surveys, but parents are supposed to be notified and have the opportunity to opt their children out of any survey 
that's going to ask personal information. Now, that, that could be religious beliefs, sexual orientation, uh, family life, you know, a list, a list of things. But what school districts sometimes will do is in a, in a newsletter or a letter that went home, maybe they'll mention it, you know, the survey. But I hear from parents, I didn't know about the survey. That, and their child ended up taking this very intrusive survey. So the notification for the survey is in some sort of innocuous thing that's easy to glance over. It's in, it's in some other little newsletter. It's not a directed, your child is about ready, is going to be given a survey unless you, you opt out of it on family life. Well, some people might, you know, it's Depends a, it's a healthy district. kids survey. Right. You've probably heard of that. That's I one have. of them. But there is a state law. It's not directly uh, referring to the healthy kids survey, but surveys in general. So the, and the healthy kids survey is a pretty in-depth, yes. some would call it intrusive survey about your kids' sexual uh, habits, you know, her, their drug habits, what goes on in your home, all sorts of things. And then districts, you know, we have 178 school districts in our state, and all 178 of them have their own policies that they pass. On There's numerous kinds of policies. Uh, they, they usually have a controversial... Um, topics policy. Now, Summit County recently passed a resolution, Summit County School District, that says among it has several things in this in this resolution. But one is that uh, LGBTQ and other marginalized groups, if it's in materials, it's not considered part of the sexuality class, human sexuality, and it's not it will not be considered controversial. Okay, so did you get that? <laughs> no, I'm not following that at all. all. Right. Help me out. So Summit County yep. passed a resolution to clarify because LGBTQ is coming into our social studies standards, which right. we've talked about before on the show, that letting parents know that if, if let's say that comes in at second grade, let's just say it does, mm -hmm. then that in social studies materials, that's not part of human sexuality, which isn't supposed to start until fourth grade, and it will not be considered controversial. So, but districts have, putting that aside, districts often have controversial topic policies where parents can file a, you know, a letter saying, I don't want my child in this because it's controversial. But looking at those policies, and they differ across the state, many of them the decision is up to the school district. The right. final decision, if it's controversial or not. So let me bounce this back to you, see if I'm, if I'm getting the gist of it, which is, in a couple instances, state law dictates what authority you as a parent have to see what, what your kid's going to be taught. But only in a couple areas. Really, it sounds like there are 178 school districts, all of whom that might have very different policies on what you're allowed to see. Uh, no, opting out. Opting out. Yeah, on the what opting you're, what out. You're, what you're allowed to opt out on. Correct. But in order to opt out, don't you really need to see what they're going to be teaching? I agree. Yes, you do. How can you decide if this is appropriate for your kid, for whatever reason, if you can't see the material? That, that's, that's correct. And, and some districts, not very many, will allow an opt out 
if a parent knows that there's something that, that they don't want their child to, to read, uh, whatever that may be, or be exposed to, uh, if it's a supplemental policy. So let me, let me go back for a yeah. second. And so people need to understand that in Colorado, by our state constitution, our state cannot approve curricula, can't approve textbooks. That's up to the local school districts. They have the constitutional authority over, local ins over the instruction in their school district. Um, so uh, a district can determine, their, the school board is going to approve textbooks, all right, approve a program. And then there's supplemental materials that a principal or a teacher might bring into the classroom. And school districts have policies that guide supplemental materials. Parents need to look at those school district <coughs> policies and see what they are. Uh, for instance, in Jefferson County, I was uh, in a meeting with a group of parents. I just showed up with school administrators and um, they, uh, the, uh, this, this is an, a previous administration, previous staff members, uh, and um, the district's attorney said that there, were, there are no opt-outs in this state for anything, for any curricula. Well, and he's the attorney. He ought to know. He ought to know, right? And a mom <laughs> raised her hand, and she said, well, I've had kids in the school district for 14 years, and we've always been able to opt out of the family life and sex ed program. And he said, well, I'll have to think about that. And then the chief academic officer said, well, when we used to have that policy, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. So I actually, at the end of the meeting, stood up and said, with all due respect, <laughs> As only you would. <laughs> I, must, I must tell you, and I, you know, recited the House Bill, House Bill 1030, uh, 1032, which was going through, I think it had just passed. I said, there's an opt-out for sex ed in that, and there always has been, you know, uh, for so, sex education. And they're like, oh, that opt-out. So that's why parents need to know so, the law and district policies. So you're, you're sitting there. The chief legal counsel, counsel yeah. for the school district is there. Was the superintendent there? No. All right. The chief legal counsel is like the legal beagle for the school district is there giving wrong information. So either he doesn't know the information or he's fibbing about it. I'll just assume that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And you just happen to be there, have to correct him, who gets paid very well to know this stuff. And these parents wouldn't know that if you didn't happen to be there? Well, they wouldn't have. And, and the reason why they were there was because there were books that had been brought in as supplemental materials by the principal that the parents were concerned about. And they were asking, can't we opt out of these? And they were being told, no, they cannot. And so I went back to the office and we started looking at district policies and found out, for this was Jefferson County, different administration back then, uh, found out that Jeffco has a policy that you can opt out of supplemental materials. 
Again, supplemental materials, you have textbooks, but if a teacher or a principal or somebody else Brings wants them. to bring in an extra book or an extra handout new or program, an extra new program. Which is what or, this was. Yeah. And well, so you can opt out of it. That you can until it's approved by the district, then you couldn't. But uh, so these parents, we armed them with the policies and they went and met with the superintendent and he didn't know about that policy. Wow. On supplemental materials. And he told the parents, you are correct. And he um, correctly wrote a letter and he said, please share this with other members in your school, other families, so they'll know that they can opt out. He told who to share that information? The parents. The parents that which went is, in. Which is good. Let me say that's terrific. He should be telling every school employee to share it with all their parents as a mandate that every parent know that if it's supplemental, they can opt out of that information until it is adopted district-wide. So in other words, it sure seems like parents need to know not only what the rules are in the state level, but also on their, their local level as well. Yes, yes. Wow. And that is not a state law. That is simply a district policy. And like I said, we have 178 districts with different policies, different kinds wow. of... Wow. And some are more open to parents' it's values no wonder, than others. It's no wonder that parents feel so remarkably powerless when it comes to the bureaucracy. Parents are working... To, to make ends meet, uh, to get dinner on the table, to get your kid to school on time. And now you don't see what they're being taught. You have to be seeing what they're taught. They say, no, it's not our policy. Maybe it is their policy. You don't know until you do your due diligence to find out if even they know the truth about what the, what the policy is. Yes. That's all disheartening. It, it shouldn't be so difficult. And... Parents really do have the responsibility and the right to go and see what their children are being taught. They really should. I, even, even reading programs now, there is a state law that says that all, it's fairly new, all school districts have to put up on their website, and they link to, to the Colorado Department of Education section on this, they have to post the reading program they're using at the elementary level because it is so important that it is a reading program that is properly teaching children how to read. Because so parents ought to know. Parents need to know. Parents need to know. They need to check in and more now than ever. I think since 2012 there has been um, well actually I saw things back in the 80s I was concerned about uh, you may not have been, but I was. <laughs> and uh, parents just need to be, they need to be on top of these things and, and aware. Things have changed. Our culture's changing. Our school districts are accepting new philosophies like gender fluidity, where one day you can be a boy and one day you can be a girl. Uh, and um, kids are learning about these things at school as well, little kids. So that's why the issue is, it can go, even if they're reading a book about, let's say I saw a book at that school, a first grade book, I believe it was, about a little boy wanting to wear a dress to school. And the plot of the story was him getting that dress. And that book's being read to first graders. And if even you're though, not comfortable with though, that as a parent... Let me see if I got this. Even though sex education isn't supposed to be taught until, what, fourth grade? It can't be taught before fourth grade. 
but we can still talk about gender fluidity in first grade. Or kindergarten. Or kindergarten. So basically, they can hide these topics inside other topics, and parents might not even know it. That's right. That's terrifying. Now, maybe, maybe you're fine with it. Maybe that's how you want to raise your kids. But not everybody wants to raise their kids that way. And not every parent wants their kid to know about uh, non-binary, gender-fluid uh, identity in first grade or kindergarten. Sometimes they just want them to be able to recite the alphabet and read. You know, and so parents need to know this stuff. So help me understand this part. You say you need to know the policies in your district. Great. How do you do that? Well, every school district in our state has a website, and they should have their school board policies or district policies posted. It's not, they're not always easy to find, but they're there. And if you have to, call the school district, call the superintendent's office and ask them. I can't tell them, I can't find your policies. And then you can go through those policies. If you look at, uh, I think, instructional probably um, instructional materials or? or it'll just say instructional I think uh, is a good place to look or public complaints there's there's lots of there's there's forms there's there's regulations um, there's the policy there's the regulation and there's a form you know you have to but you can call me uh, if you're having problems with some of that uh, also, also if you have stories yeah if you're having if you're if they're telling you no that you can't see something, please give me a call because I'm, I would be happy to help you with that. And you've got so many parents come to you because they just don't know where to go and you've helped so many parents get to the bottom of these situations. And you know, you're, how would you know this stuff until you know it? And what's so frustrating is you only have one chance to raise your kid. You don't have years and months to, to waste. And so when, you're, when you see something you don't like, you've got to jump on it. And so to say you can see the textbooks, but so much of what you're being taught is now on YouTube videos or proprietary software or uh, behind some password-protected something, do you have a right to see that? And if you don't, Pam wants to know about it. Would love to, would love to help on that. What's the solution to this policy-wise? Because this just seems wrong on every level. Well, I, I would first of all, I just I'm encouraging school districts to pass a policy that says and we, that that they that they will be transparent and that parents can see all educational materials used in their school. And our our paper outlines that actually provides a policy to school districts that a they can must pass. for effective parent teacher partnerships. Very nicely done. Yeah, because we keep hearing about the partnerships that parents need to work with teachers, but if you're not able to see what the teachers see and you're not able to see what they're using, how can you partner with, a, with your teacher? That's right. Is there any legal change you want to see? Uh, well, it would be helpful if Colorado Open Records Act was more specific uh, on, on that. I, 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 it, probably does cover it just would be helpful right, if it, it was more specific and and we tried that right, right with the ballot initiative yeah, ballot initiative that would have clarified that our core laws 
Also, uh, go to the supplemental materials that got tied up in the title board, which is a bureaucratic procedure. So we'll have to wait for another year to bring something like that up to the people. But the legislature should look into this and should make it clear. You know, transparency is for everyone. And I always wonder what kind of people don't want transparency in their government. What kind of parents don't want transparency for what their kids are going to be taught instead of finding out afterwards, if at all? And a lot of these materials you're not going to see even after they've been taught because they're digital and they're gone. They're ethereal. Yes, it's a different world. It is a different world. Incredible stuff. Where's a good resource for parents to go? They can find our paper on uh, Independence Institute's website. Go to thinkfreedom.org, thinkfreedom.org. Look under the Education Center, I'm assuming. Yes, look under Education Issues and you can find our paper there. Do a quick bl uh, plug for school choice for kids. I know it's a little off topic, but there's a lot of resources out there for parents because, yeah, they need to know about this, but there are a lot of choices available for parents inside public education in Colorado. They might not know it. Thank you for bringing up that website, schoolchoiceforkids.org. We just updated the site our third time uh, with a fresh look, and uh, it's all in Spanish and it's in English, and parents can find every public school, including charter schools, magnet schools, uh, on that website, as well as private schools, and all the different types of philosophies of education they have. And so if your school, whether it be a charter school or a neighborhood school, isn't the right fit for your child or your family, there are other options out there, and our website can help you find those. It's an amazing thing to help families. I, I, you know, it's been there, you work so hard to make sure that it's up to date, but so that parents and families are empowered to find a school either inside the system or outside the system that works best for their kid. It's just information. You ought to check it out. It's really pretty impressive. What I love is to hear the stories of, of parents who didn't know they had these alternatives until they, they went, to, went to the website. Oh, absolutely. And Spanish-speaking families really benefit a lot because when they've come over from Mexico, let's say, then they were assigned a school, which most people are assigned a, mm -hmm. a, a government school, even in this state. But in our state, we have open enrollment so that you can actually send your child to any school in this state as long as there's room available and it meets the needs of the child and you drive them there. And you also can go to a charter school or a Maddox school or all sorts of incredible things. So there's, the more you know, the better your kid's going to be. Pam, thanks for everything you do for Colorado's kids. Well, thank you, John. This is John Caldera, and if you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. You can listen to more episodes on all streaming services, with new ones being released weekly. And remember, this is the audio from our television show. To watch the video version, just search the letters IITV, for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations.